Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we begin, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, located at 9600 Pacific Avenue in Diamond Beach, just between Wildwood Crest and Cape May. Uh, they have a huge selection of spirits, including 21 beers on tap, uh, 18 widescreen TVs so you can watch your favorite football team, hopefully the Giants, on the NFL Sunday ticket. They have a number of appetizers, including um, Cape May salts and Delaware Bay oysters, as well as my favorite, the Mardi Gras shrimp. So if you are vacationing in the South Jersey Shore, head over to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern and tell the owner, Sam Fitzpatrick, that the Giant Insider sent me. That's Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, 9600 Pacific Avenue in Diamond Beach, New Jersey, just between Wildwood Crest and Cape May, the best shuck in town. And Chris, I uh, got a shout out to Joey Z, who was the first giant insider listener to go there and tell them that the giant insider sent him so thank you joey z you are the man buddy good stuff what do you like what do you get like a free appetizer or something like what I, do you I get? think i think they they were like kind of surprised that someone went in there already um he went in i think he got a beer and he's like yeah um i listened to the giant insider podcast they said and they uh they they actually he texted me and then they texted me it was pretty funny so so if i go down there i say yeah I'm in a giant insider. Well, if you say you're, you know, you're Chris. Do I get a, like a free appetizer or something? What you is probably it? get work? a free appetizer. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that shrimp sounds really good. So, uh, yeah, maybe next summer I'll have to visit that. But, <laughs> but, uh, Joey Z, man, good stuff, buddy. I got to give him a shout out. Um, Chris, uh, tale of two halves. My God. What a game. Um, you know, look, they started off they almost like they had still had a hangover from Dallas. Um, and then the second half, you know, Daniel Jones just went off and Brian Dable says he didn't take over the play calling. Um, we, you and I kind of both thought the same thing at the same time I was doing the watch party. And I said, let me look what Chris said here. And he said, it looks like he's taking over the play calling. I know he kind of didn't say that post game, hmm. but anyway, second half, a completely different offense. Defense still has a lot to clean up, but holy crap, dude. Uh, what a comeback. Um, you asked before. You know, what kind of victory do you need to see? I just said I want to win, and that's exactly what they did. They got the job done. It was ugly, but, man, Daniel Jones played his butt off in the second half, Saquon. And we're one and one. We're going into Thursday night one and one, dude. Um, lots to talk about in this game, pal. Yeah, see, you know, to me, that comeback in the second half saved the season. Yeah. Because if they're 0-2, you're looking at 0-3 and yep. tough October schedule and so to me, that saved the season uh, because this would have got real ugly. We talked about it last podcast. Like if they lose this game against Arizona, get a team they really should beat, it's going to get ugly around here. You know, and it almost did. Now, look, it was uh, two different teams, right? I mean, it was just uh, the first half, just the energy wasn't there. They weren't meeting the Cardinals' energy. You know, the, the physicality, missed tackles, couldn't stop the run. You know, um, making Dobbs look great. It was it was embarrassing the first half. You know, a lot, couple three and outs in the offense penalties. Man, it, it, you looked at it and you said, "Wow, this is going to be a real, real long year." This is what's going on. You know, especially the way they lost to Dallas. You think they would have came out with a ton of energy, right? Yeah, we can't wait to get back at it. Let's get out there. You know, let's let's go prove that was you know a fluke, whatever you want to call it. That wasn't the case, man. Jonathan Gannon had him fly. And I, I look, I, I, I watched the Ocado game the week before, and I told you Gannon's going to have these guys flying out there. Yeah, 
and they were. Second half comes around. I think what really happened, Jerry, is that they came out, you know, and a lot of those, they're trying to get those quick hits, running game, the whole deal. I don't think they had total confidence in Joshua Zudu at left tackle. You know, Neil after the first game. But then you saw what Josh was doing, and he was playing well at left tackle. He was holding his home. Neil was playing pretty good at right tackle. And I think Dave's went in that locker room and him and Kafka got together and said, listen, I have confidence in these guys. We got we to gotta go for it, man. We got to take some shots out of the field. We got to do something here. Yeah. And that's what they did with Jalen Hyatt right out of the gate. And you that it was like a bolt of energy to the team when Hyatt caught that deep ball. You think McKeffin had something to do with it too at right guard? Well, I'm talking tackles, you know, kind of protecting. Oh, okay. Game. All right. You I know. didn't know if that played into it as well. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, look, when you when you have a a guy in his first thought of left tackle protecting your quarterback's blind side, it's, you know, there's going to be question marks. You're like, oh, we'll see how this guy does. You know, yeah. Yeah. if he's getting whipped up in the first half, you know, you can't come out and sit in a pocket for three seconds, try to go deep balls, you know. But I think that I think Azuto's play really gave them confidence and they, they changed it up in the second half. Like, all right, let's go. We got to take some shots. We got to do something here. Yeah, Dale, and he did it. And Jalen Hyatt provided the bolt of energy to this team. And Jerry, when they cut it to twenty to seven, you could see it was a different team. But man, Arizona goes right down the field. Yeah, they make it twenty uh, two point conversion. They make it twenty eight seven. I have to be honest. I thought it was over too. I thought it was done. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I was like, well, there goes that momentum. Yep. They can't yeah. stop these guys, you know. Yep. And I. I thought the game was done yeah and then the giants and daniel who we saw it last year did it yesterday put the team on his back yeah and you know with his arm and his legs and led four long drives in the second half and then the one at the end to kick the field goal and the giants get out of there with an unbelievable comeback win i think the largest comeback win since 1949 he was saying yesterday yep. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not into this elias stat stuff and all but i saw that yesterday i put it on twitter amazing which is kind of amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Daniel set all kinds of records, 250 yards, 50 yards rushing in a one-half, first quarterback ever. Yep. Uh, so credit Daniel, man. Uh, guy never gave up. Offensive line really settled down the second half. Um, and Daniel did his thing, and receivers were getting open. They were winning their matchups. And then the defense got a few stops at the end. And that's the story, you know. So the Giants get out of there with a 31-28 win, which looked like a one-time – you know, I'm sure a lot of people like shut it off, man. <laughs> like this is ugly. You know, we're not watching this second half. Um, so here we are, one on one, and uh, going to San Francisco in a couple of days. Yeah, to fall down. I mean, you know, everyone was saying it like sixty to nothing as the season started. Six quarters, you're outscored sixty to nothing. Oof. They were dead, and and they seemed, at least watching it, Chris, they just seemed a little leaderless. And I'm not saying Dable. I'm saying player wise, like like who the hell's going to step up and make a play now, right? You saw again. Um, Barkley, the ball went through his arms. Now the ball was thrown quickly, fast, but you got to catch that, right? It just, it seemed to everything continued to snowball. No one was making plays. Then they come out and, and Jalen Hyatt, right? It's like, okay, well now he makes, makes that, that, you know, burns everyone down the field. Daniel throws a good ball, kind of really sparked the offense. My favorite play from Hyatt was the second one. Um, mm-hmm. The second catch he made where he, he went up and got it, right? Yeah. And, and that was yeah. a great play. And you're almost happy. I was almost happier to see that type of play from him because I know he can beat everyone down the field. I mean, those are great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But that 31-yard gain where he went up, extended, made right. the catch with his hands and brought it down. I'm like, that's what we need from you, man. And that's how he's going to take his game to the next level and get more playing time. And and that's the thing. Like, y- you see him make those plays and you're like, All right, they got to – you almost are forced to find 
um, time for him on the offense. Like he's got to get more playing time. But look, um, like you said, dude, second half was entirely different. Um, it just seems so fired up. And another player that I loved, um, you know, when Jones scored on the run that was called back, mm-hmm. the fire he showed <laughs> when he went nuts and his team loved it. I know the play was called back. I right. think it was a Neil Hold. Uh, that was another play where I thought, all right, we're going to score here. We're going to we're going to get this done. And, and they eventually scored. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you, you can't give Jones enough credit in this one, dude. He was incredible. He was incredible in the second half. I mean, this it was almost like get on my back. I got you. And um, the team responded to it. We got a lot to talk about on defense, though, dude. I mean, my God, yeah. so many things went wrong. But uh, well, let's start. Let's start on defense, I guess. Yeah. Right? A ton of missed tackles, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the official PFF stat was I put it out. Well, I think, I think you said twelve. I, I think thought. I put twelve out. Yeah, um, it seemed like it was twenty. To be honest with you, yeah, McFadden had four. I thought it was like ten. Yeah, <laughs> um, ton of missed tackles. Even McKinney down the goal line. Oh, like, it was terrible. You know, Dobbs kind of ran him over there. Like I don't know what McKinney was doing. He did it on a couple plays, Chris. But it seems like he's trying to strip the ball all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, dude, just come up there and blast them. You know, keep right. him out of the end zone there. You know, yeah. he's a quarterback, man. Yep. You have a safety, a big safety, you know. Um, so the defense, you know, look, so far, third down defense and red zone defense, not the same as last year. Right. Now teams are scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, cards are two out of three yesterday. You know, uh, third down, they were pretty good. And so that, that's got to get cleaned up because they're not talented enough, you know, to allow teams to score touchdowns, man. You know, they, no. they actually held a lot. They held teams to field goals. Giants won games, close games, and all that. Um, so the defense, you know, to me, you know, I'm watching it, and it just seems like Wink's holding them back a little bit. I, I don't know what's going on here the first two games, but a lot of like a two, a lot of two, a lot of two gap, a lot of just straight bull. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like even Thibodeau. I know Thibodeau has been quiet, but he's dropping back a lot. Then he rushes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's just not there. You have the defense. They have no zero sacks in two games. And None, it seems like yeah. Dexter, Dexter Lawrence is the only one that seems to be getting some hits. Yep. Leo had a few pressures yesterday. Um, invisible. Leo, Leo and Thibodeau have been invisible though. But just not making plays. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then yeah, even out the goal line a few times, you look up and you see Leo and Dex on the sideline. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we like? What are we doing? You is know, like is this, is this bad wink? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, like why is our two best players up front on the sideline? I mean, look, I understand the packages, the rotations, and all that stuff. You know, but Dex played what forty-two plays yesterday out of the sixty-five. Yeah, um, it's got to be. Look, Dex is in that category right now of Chris Jones those type of guys where he has to be out there. Now I'm not saying all 65 and we want to give him a, a blow. No question about it. You don't want him playing as much as he did last year. Right. But Jerry, if you, if the defense is on the field for 65 plays, Dex has got to be for 50. Yeah, absolutely. You get what I'm saying? He's, yeah, totally. he's an all pro type player. Yeah. Not 42. Leo no. was out there for 37, I think. Yeah. I get, you get Nacho and it, it, okay. That's part of the package, the rotation. Give and all that stuff, but there's still your two star players, especially Dex. Yeah, he's got to be out there more than that. Yep. Okay. Another thing yesterday. Look, the Giants had a real problem stopping the run last year. They didn't stop the run yesterday. Oh, Connor it was, was killing. Te- it, it was terrible yesterday. It was killing him. Yeah. Connor runs for 100 yards. Dobbs was running. 
Um, so you know, so they you know they brought in guys like Kurake and Aishon and this and that, but they got gassed yesterday on the ground against not a good team. No, not a good offense. Yeah. So not a good look for the defense. You know, I get it. They had a couple stops at the end and they needed it. You know, one of them had a couple full stars. They made it, they forced them to a third and long, but they got the job done. Don't get me wrong. But Jerry, you know, this is Arizona. You know, you're facing teams down the road like Buffalo's, Miami's, 49ers, you know, um, Seattle's. You know, you know you're not going to get away with this stuff, man. Our, our guys in our division. Yeah. I mean, this has got to tighten up. Yeah. You know, I thought. Yeah, I was, I was really concerned that it seemed like Connor, not only was he, he was gashing them, but he was running over them too. I mean, the tackling just seemed, yeah. I don't know, man. It just seemed like it wasn't there. It wasn't just McKinney. It was everyone. And they couldn't get him down. It was very frustrating. And you brought up Okereke, and I know it wasn't in the running game, but what was he? I don't know what he was doing when he grabbed Zach Ertz yeah, and got play. that penalty. Like, it's just the, the defense is so out of sync and out of sorts. And it's disappointing. Like, we were both excited about the offense coming into the season. And then what you saw in the second half was like, that's why I'm excited, right? Uh, Jones was incredible. The offensive line held up. Um, Barkley was great. Waller, you saw Hyatt burn down the field. Like, wow, this is this is what we thought. We were somewhat less excited about the defense, but we're still excited. And um, yesterday, you know, the, the first game you could have said, well, the defense really couldn't establish anything with the, how bad the offense was. Fine, okay. I don't I don't buy into that, but okay. Yesterday they were terrible, and uh, you know they they did stop them down the stretch, but they stopped a very bad team and. I think that's the most alarming thing right now on this team, Chris, for me, at least. Uh, yeah. The inability to stop the run and, and no pass rush. Yeah, and you hope it's just, you know, Jerry, because they didn't play that bad against Dallas, but they played bad yesterday for the most yeah. part. They really yeah. did. I guess the offense, that's, you know, Nothing. talk about a guy on a sixth team, Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, and it's not a good offense. Yeah, And they were just shredding. They had over 200 yards in the first half. They couldn't stop Marquise Brown, Connor, Dobbs. I mean – it was a great game plan. They had to come out of the way to attack the Giants. But, man, it just – look, this is what happens. You don't get to the quarterback, too, dude. When you don't get to the quarterback, Joe, you make average players like Dobbs look good. Yeah. When, when he, I mean, how many times did he drop back in that pocket yesterday? He was looking left, right. He had all the time in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's not And that's not really a good offensive line. Uh, you know, so that's – it was alarming. I mean, I, the defense has to step it up and play better and clean it up. It was, because – Against Arizona, you know that that really shouldn't happen, man. You right. know, uh, uh, but look, uh, they also they came out and they really hurt them with the twelve, two tight ends, three tight ends. You, they just attacked them with the tight ends. Yep. Um, Trey Hawkins and Banks can't say nothing about those two guys. You know, no the tight ends no, are hurting can't. them. The running game was hurting them. Yeah. You know, they had a nice little formation with Brown, Hollywood Brown, out of the backfield for that one touchdown. Yeah. Um, let's face it, you know. Uh, Wink was in that first half. Got out coached. He got out coached. Yeah, you know. So, someone else. Someone else. We should highlight is Pinnock. Not only did he have all the tackles, he had the one would have would have been a turnover if Okereke yeah. didn't grab Ertz. But he played really well too. Yeah, he was physical. He played well with the team in tackles. Yeah, uh, like you said, he would have had the interception. Okereke kind of grabbed Ertz. He probably wouldn't have had it first. Would have ran that route, but still, he was there. You know. Yeah, uh, Kirk, he just just a bad play, Jerry. You know, he just grabbed him in the secondary. He felt he was beat. I guess he just tried to hook him to get away. I don't know. It wound up look like a tackle. Yeah, you know. Um, so uh, look, the guys on his defense. I'm going to exclude Dex because Dex has had some hits, right? He's had yeah, some that's hits. fair. Yeah, uh, but some of these big names, uh, better they have to start playing 
you know, at the back of their jersey. They name in the back of their jersey. And that includes McKinney. Yeah. You know, and that includes Thibodeau. Yeah. Leo. You know, some of these guys who are so-called leaders have to start stepping up and making an impact, and they haven't so far. You know, and they haven't. And these were guys before the season started where you said, you know what, they really have to step up this year if they're going to take it to the next level. And one of them was McKinney, and the other one was Thibodeau. And you're know, like, well, how can you say McKinney? Well, he has to step up. And, and yeah. so far, maybe two of his worst games I've seen him play, to be honest with you, especially yesterday. Um, and Thibodeau, look, like you said, maybe Wink's getting a little too exotic with him, but, you know, what? he wasn't even on the on the stat sheet yesterday. It's just yeah. – No, it's, no, he's, Jerry, just two quiet games from Thibodeau. Yeah. It's been really dis- – it's been disappointing. Isaiah um, Simmons, who I thought was going to be more involved, and even he yeah. thought – he told me in the locker room, he thought he was going to be – he only plays like 13 snaps, whatever it was. So, uh, yeah. Made a few plays while I was in there. So, I don't know what's going on there. You know, I guess he's – Wink doesn't feel like he's really up to, you know, caught up with this playbook yet. I don't know. Isaiah told me he has it down 100%. Uh, but there's a guy – now, I get it. You know, he has some – things going on in his game, physicality, yeah. attack. But he makes plays, Jerry. You know, he right. does make plays. Yep. I think that's the type of guy to go out there, you know what, live with some of the maybe missed tackles, or maybe a mistake in there, I get it. But you know what, put him out there 40-plus snaps next game, and let's right. see what he does. Right, and he, I think he stopped Dobbs on um, one of the third downs, and I was one of the – it was a, a pivotal point. I mean, look, it was third and I think 15. Giants needed to get the ball back. But – um. Was, I think it was right before the field goal, but he was the one who ran him out of bounds. Like you just saw him shoot over, you know, from the middle of the field. So like you said, he is a playmaker um, who <coughs> can add something to this defense. And I said it yesterday, dude, you know, I, I can't, we can't talk about Ojalar anymore until he plays because you know, all that's, it's all just hope until you can actually line up. So things we were excited about in this defense just haven't worked out yet, but look, it's very early and luckily, not luckily, but well, luckily they, they're, they're one and one. Uh, going into week three rather than 0 and 2. Because, like you said, if they were 0 and 2 going into the Niners, man, this one, this could get ugly fast and, and get out of hand. But, yeah, the defense overall has been a disappointment. Yeah. I mean, after what you saw yesterday, man, it's that's that, that I never expected that. Never no. against Arizona's offense. Yep. You know, I thought the Giants yep. were going to hold them 13 points, 10 points. I really did. And the way they were yeah. marching up and down the field is not a good look for those guys. And like you yeah. said, when it was it was twenty to seven, and they come down and 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 score right away. Yeah. And then as I said, like go, go for two because you're going to make it. We can't stop two point conversion. <laughs> we weren't stopping anything that, that they were doing. And of course, it was twenty eight seven. You're like, oh my god, this game is over. I don't believe it. Yeah, uh, it was, but you know, I'm looking yeah. down here, Jared, at my sheet. You know, it's so demoralizing. You scored a touchdown. Connor comes out a twenty two yard run, eleven yard run, yeah. negated interception. Dobbs and Marky. You know, I mean, it was like ridiculous. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so those guys got to tighten that up, man. Some guys got to elevate their game. What what I said was there was a third and 11, and it felt like it was third and inches at one point in that game. Like, oh, my God, it's third and 11. This is so makeable for the Cardinals. And yeah. it should never be that way, man. Third and five or more, you should be happy. But it was third and 11. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this just this feels like they're just going to – they can hand it off to Connor. He's going to get 14 yards. But Yeah, look, Connor's a nice back, but come on, it's not man. Jim Brown. You know? I yeah, I mean, you know, he's getting a hundred. You guys are bouncing off him. Who technique was horrible. I mean, one guy's diving at his feet. But I mean, what what the hell is I'm like, what is going on? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they come out and you read some of the comments, uh, quotes from guys like Shepard and Slayton after the game, and you know, they were in the locker room and they said, Listen, we got you know, 
we're sticking together here. Nobody's pointing fingers. Let's go out yeah. there and give it a, a solid 30 minutes of you know, football. Let's get back in this damn game. And they did. You know, they did. Isaiah Hodgins with a nice touchdown there. You know, Isaiah, you know, Hyatt, we know what he did. Saquon was really good in the second half. Um, now. Yeah, Chris, hang on. We're going to get to the offense real quick. Guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. You listen to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on. And we're back. Folks, listen to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody gets the biz. Biz Ignano. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, look, Saquon, you know, he was really good. Um, and then he gets hurt, you know. So I guess we could talk about some of the injuries while we're on the offensive side of the ball. Um, look, Barkley, you see the way he was rolled up. You hope it's not a high ankle thing. Yeah. Now, when you watch Saquon, he goes to the sideline. He's slamming his helmet down. Um, to me, I the first thing I thought about Jerry was high ankle, that he knows it's high ankle and he's going to be out weeks. The way he was twisted, I was ecstatic oh. that it wasn't ACL, Chris. I mean, it just yeah, it was... could have been. Yeah, sure. And then when they helped him off the field, I said, well, they, I don't think they would do that for a knee injury. It's probably ankle. And then, yeah. Yeah. Now, the positive um, is that he, he was not placed in a walking boot in a locker room after the game, which usually yeah. they, that's, it, that's what they immediately do with high ankles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it could still be a slight high ankle where you could walk on a little bit. I, but usually they put you in that boot. They didn't. Um, I was just... When I saw Saquon the way he reacted, I was just saying to myself, oh, he just knows he's hurt. He's going to be gone for a few weeks. you know. But yeah. we'll see. Dable was on with us before. Um, and it looks like Andrew is going to be a game-time decision again. Short week. Of course, a short week doesn't help. You know, I, I know it's all about player safety and all that stuff. But, you know, playing in these short weeks help. It really hurts teams who have, have a couple of guys who might be able to play that Sunday, but instead might miss the game because it's a four-day, you know, game in four days yeah i think everybody assumed that because he missed sunday he was playing thursday i'm like i don't i don't assume that at all it's only no. four days later man like that doesn't mean anything no it, it, you know it's going to be a game time again yeah. Andrew. we'll see um we'll see how that goes saquon i don't expect him no i'd be a miracle thursday. yeah you know i'm looking more i hope he could get that 10 days rest after san francisco game which would be like 15 days off, whatever yeah, it is for Monday night, with Saquon. Right. You know, the, of course, it's a Monday night yeah, game in right. Seattle, and he comes yeah. back, you know, in that game. But we'll have to find out more. As Dable was talking to us, he said, you know, he was going for the MRI, and, and they're going to find out what's up with Saquon. You know, but um, it looks like, Jerry, some people kind of feel he dodged the bullet as far as a four- to six-week type deal. Yeah. But we don't know yet. We really yeah. don't. And Andrew, look, he's got the hamstring. I knew it was all bad. I saw him walking in the stadium yesterday, and he had that limp. And I was like, ah, you know? Yeah. He's a tough guy, Andrew, but it's tough with that hamstring. You can't plant that left foot, you know, and all that stuff and cut out and all that. Uh, so we'll see what he does for Thursday night. Uh, but, look, I, I thought Joshua Zudo really, really played well. I thought he played well left tackle. Very well. Um, Dave's went with the change, right? McKethan, I thought, held his own at right guard. Yeah. Oh, he, he no one, sad. no one even, no one really jumped out at you as playing bad. Even Neil, I thought played okay. Like yeah, I mean, there were well. some things he did poorly, but bad no bad one bad. jumped out at you that oh my god, this is the disaster. Not, not at all. Absolutely, you know, um, McKethan and right guard. You know, Neil, I thought you said played pretty well. I know you had a couple of bad penalties, the one hold especially, but he didn't get embarrassed out there. He played better. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand it's not the Cowboys front. It's not going to be the Forty ers front in a few days. I understand that, but still. You know, he played better. And I thought Azudu really played well in the second half, too, man. I, I You know, uh, for a guy that first started left tackle, 
You know, yeah. Dable it's told shocking. the Stone, Dable told the Stone a week that he's David Pratt has been there for two weeks. You know, um, so he look he kind of if you think about it, Jerry, if he was a disaster, Zuru yesterday, the Giants have no chance of coming back in this game. Zero. So he kind he was one of the guys that kind of saved this game, allowing the Giants to attack down the field. You know, unbelievable. That's unbelievable and so true. Yeah. Uh, they, they, look, I, I think even if Andrew plays or the next time Andrew plays, which if he doesn't go Thursday, he'll play against Seattle. Mm. I think Azuto slides over to that right guard spot. You know, I, I think he's, I don't know if he's going to take over for McKethan, you know, when Brennison comes back. Now, Brennison is going to be out too now. So you're going to look at Gowinski, a left guard, you know, McKethan, a right guard, like they finished up yesterday against the 49ers because Brennison's in concussion protocol. He's yeah. not going to be back by Thursday. Yeah. Roger, Roger, I only care about the players. Goodell, yeah, you know, right. he's gonna, he's another guy that's gonna miss a game, but he probably might have been able to play Sunday. Getting out of, he could have got out of protocol by Sunday. Now I was gonna <laughs> ask you that where you think they're going from here because Azudu played well. Like, what do they do? Do they move him? Is he's gonna stay in at guard when Thomas comes back? I, and yeah, yeah, I think he does, Jerry. I think when, I think you're gonna see Azudu at right guard. Yeah, I mean, he already made the move with Gowinski. You know, yeah. one game and David already made the move. You know, got to give some credit, too, for being a pro and coming in and playing okay. I mean, I saw him miss yeah. one block pretty badly, but he played all right. He played well enough. But Yeah, I think that whiff of that block was when he first went in, right? Yeah, Sometimes coming off that bench, you miss a half, you come in and, you know, you're a little – not to make excuses, but, you know, sometimes. But then I thought yeah. he, he settled down a little bit. Look, Gowinski isn't as bad as he played last week. He's a serviceable guy. I know people go like, Chris, are you on draw? Look what he does. I, I, I get it. He was horrible yeah. last week. I get it. I know yeah. that. But you look at his – body of work last year you can't say he was a horrible guard last year he was serviceable mm. he was a decent guard yeah so he's gonna come in and he's gonna give him decent play at left guard yesterday <clears throat> even though he's a right guard he gave him decent play at left guard okay so um you know that was just absolutely honest you know obviously it was a horrific game last week for Golinski, but it's not like he's just a guy that doesn't have any body of work he's you know, you know you look at him and say well what do we got here oh he's horrible get him out you know, I get it. Everybody was down and all that, but and he's not going to be playing, Jerry. I, I, you know, I fully believe that. Well, especially Thursday night, it's going to be McKethan again. You know, and it's going to be, you know, what's his name? I left probably Glowinski, a left guard because Brennan's not going to get yeah. back. And then when I, and when everybody gets back healthy for Seattle, hopefully for Seattle, I think you're going to see a Zudu or McKethan at right guard, and then you're going to see Brennan at left guard, and Glowinski's going to be on the bench again. Some more good news along the line. John Michael Schmitz graded out really well in that game. No pressures. Um, you know, uh, he's again, other than that, you know, the, the, the one that stuck out last week was that bad snap and he struggled a bit against that Dallas front, but Schmitz played pretty well yesterday. Again, nobody jumped out as like, Oh my God, look at this. The pressure's yeah. up the middle. And even the sack that, uh, that Jones had, um, I don't know if that was his Zudu, uh, when he kind of ran, he, he yeah. moved up in the pocket and then yeah, they chased right. him down from behind, right? Like, that didn't seem to me like, oh, no, Zudu, you stink. It was just like, right. no, the play just took very long to develop. And he moved up and got tackled from behind. Yeah, I, I really didn't have that. Zudu, PFF has a Zudu on it. You know, okay, okay, whatever. Okay, you allow this sack. But like you said, he kind of felt the pressure started. And then, you know, Gaudic took off and tripped him up, right? I think it was Gaudic, right? He, he took, yeah. he, tri he tripped him up. and But, you know, I always look for Jerry, look, uh, like, like Evan Neal against Dallas, there was a few plays. He just got absolutely wiped out, beat clean, right? Oh, God, yeah. Right. It wasn't like Azudu got beat clean yesterday, no. you know, like no. got tossed aside like a beanbag, and, you know, then Daniel had to start running, and then he got tripped up. 
Yeah. Whatever. They credit with him. All right. But the bot the bottom line is that Azuda played pretty good. It was yeah. first on a left tackle. Yeah. Um, so that was encouraging, no doubt yep. about it. That was encouraging. Darren Waller, look, you saw the effect he has, right? Yesterday in the second half, couldn't really cover him, made a lot of big plays. Um, and Isaiah doing his thing again. Hodgins, you know, if, you know, he, we saw that last year. Nice touchdown reception there. So as far as John Michael Schmitz, Jerry, you look at him, you know, look at him his first two games, body work, and you say, hey, we got something here, right? We yeah, got this is something. Why we drafted here. him? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you can't just be like, well, oh, what do you mean, Chris? He was a second round pick. Yeah. Okay. So was other guys. So was you so know, was Weston Richburg. <laughs> so you start until they start playing in the NFL, you don't really know yeah. what you have. Okay. Right. right. And so you look at it and you say, okay, well, we'll kind of like it. What we see at this young man, I like his recognition up front too. Yeah. I love his recognition up front, helping twist up front. You know, he's a smart, you know, he's a smart guy, man. You know, you can yeah. see he's record for a rookie. He's recognizing quick. He's recognized. Boom, boom, boom. He helps out on a tackle. God, you know, that's what you look for, man. That's what you look for, you know? Um, and uh, so you have to be pretty happy that the Giants got this center. You know, yeah. got their center for a while. Uh, and he's only going to get better, man. Yeah. You know, he's going to see a couple of guys Thursday night. Oof. That you, are you, real good. You think about that, like, baptism under fire, man. Uh, yeah. Between Dallas and the Niners, the first three yeah. weeks, you get those two teams like, oh, wow. they mm. Welcome to the NFL, dude. Oh, my God. You're not, Jerry, you're not going to see better defenses than Dallas and the 49ers in, in his first three weeks. Yeah. Right. Oh, excuse me, the Jets. They're like the 85 base. <clears throat> but you're not going to see better defenses than these two teams until they play the Jets and that 85 bear-like defense there. Right. You know? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, folks, tongue-in-cheek if you can't see it. Tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I think everybody knows where the hell I'm going with this anyway. So, <laughs> so hey, hey. So, you talk about baptism on the fire, dude. Ooh, right? My God. Woo! Boy, baby. And you know what? Schmitz has held his head. He's he's held his head high, dude. First two yeah. weeks, I'm really happy the way he's progressing, man. And he's gonna go against. Oh my God, he's gonna go against Hargrave, Armstead, yeah, Armstead, Kinlaw. Yep. Whew, yeah. Thursday night, it's gonna be rough. But um, Jerry, throw him in the fire, right, dude? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why see not? What's up. <laughs> and then and then staying on this rookie class, like I, I can't get over high. I was so happy to see him contribute, man. Two absolutely huge plays yesterday. You know, the only two balls we thrown his way. There was another one where Jones had him, but he didn't have enough time to make the throw. He was burning down the field. There was no one near him, but Jones was, was under duress. He was rolling right. And I just, I, I either didn't see him or didn't have the time, but uh, Hyatt is, look, there's a lot of things you talk about in training camp that unfortunately sometimes never come to fruition because of bad offensive line play or whatever, but him getting behind the defense, it was great to see that. And I, like I said, I thought his 31-yard catch was even better than uh, the – or it made me more excited than the bomb because this is the kind of receiver, you know, he needs to be for us and can be. Uh, but this these first three picks, Banks played well. Hawkins actually made a play yesterday, played well. Like th- this whole draft class right now is uh, is fun to watch, dude, really fun to watch and, yeah. and something you can really hang your hat on right now. Yeah, this Hyatt is fun to watch. He's only He is going to be something else, man. Yeah. He's going to be something else, dude. Yeah. You know? Schmitz looks like he's going to be a solid center. Yeah. Uh, Tate Banks, if you don't like him, then you, you better take up another sport. Right. And then you go down, like you said, dude, you go down a six-round pick. And Trey Hawkins has now played two games. Has he embarrassed himself? Not at all. But Was he opposite. targeted twice? Now, he, he he received only 41, I believe, 
snaps yesterday, but that's only because they were in 12 and 13 so much. Right. So when, when, when other teams are in that 12 package, Adoree's out there, opposite of Tay. When yeah. they go in at 11, that's when you see Trey. Like the Cowboys were in 11 a lot. Right. So you saw Trey a lot. Yeah. You know? So this week you mm, this week you'll see the Fortnite a lot in twelve. You know they like they do the two receivers and and all that stuff. Um, but the point being is that when Trey's out there, physical, right? Physical. Yeah. Targeted twice yesterday, held his own. Yeah. No, no catches, no receptions allowed. Um, I love him, dude. I, I love him. You know, uh, I love both of them. Yeah. I love him and Tay. I and love. That, go- I, I love okay. that we have rookie corners who are starting. I love yeah. it, and they're holding their own. And look, they're gonna go through growing pains. Yeah. You know, look, sure. they're facing two. Dynamic receivers this week. Yep. You know, um, they're going to go through growing pains. It's going to happen. But here's a story, Jerry. It's like if they would have lost that game, we'd be right now on this podcast, recording this podcast, saying, Chris, Jerry, this season looks like it's. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they're one and one. And I get it. You know, oh, they're fortunate to get out of there, come back. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, and even if they lose Thursday night, and Chris, what are you crazy? What are you even? They're going to lose. Oh, oh, that's why you play them in this league. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I understand the 49ers are a better team. 49ers were pretty fortunate to win against the Rams yesterday. Okay. But yeah. the 49ers are a better team. We fully expect them to win Thursday at home, first game. To me, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Okay? Same. I agree. Roster wise. Okay. Yes. But you know what, dude? With that win yesterday, you lose Thursday night. If you lose Thursday night, you got 10 days to regroup. You're one and two. And then the season's on. Yeah. Right. You get what I'm saying? I almost feel like the season starts week but, four, Chris. I really Because to, to me, and I thought Dallas was kind of in their weight class until the Giants proved they weren't in their weight class. Yeah. 49ers are the team right now. Me and Jerry are speaking on a Monday afternoon. They haven't played their games in three days. We don't know what's going to happen. But right. right now, the 49ers have added their weight class. Yes. But the rest, you know, as you move forward, Seattle, Miami, okay, you kind of get back in that weight class a little bit, right? Yeah, where, okay, pack, you know yeah. what? You're one and two. You go, to, you play home in 10 days. The season's on now. Yeah, right. The season's on. If you were 0-3 going to that schedule and you lost to Arizona, you'd be like, ugh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, anyway. I also like that they're staying out West. I know they were going to, regardless of win or lose, they were staying out West. But I kind of like that. Like, there's a feeling, there's got to be a feeling of togetherness. Like, we're in this. And, you know, coming off of a, of a win like that, I just, I feel like, it's like a little extra oomph to, to Thursday for me. I, maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, they'll probably come out and be down 20 nothing right away. Like, well, that meant nothing. But I do like that they're out there um, as a team and staying out there and not coming back uh, back east, which would have been absurd. But, you know, after a win like that, I just think that's good for them. But we'll see. We'll see, you know, how that, yeah, how coaches, that plays out. Coaches love that too, you know. Coaches yeah. love that. You know, these guys, they went to, they're, going, they're in Arizona State right now. Yeah. And they're going to be practicing. They'll walk through the next few days. They're not practicing. They'll walk through and then they'll go up to San, they'll go up to San Francisco, you know, Thursday up in Northern California, and uh, you know Wednesday. I, excuse me, Wednesday, you know, and then they play Thursday night. You know? yeah. So um, yeah, like the guys, everybody's together, they'll eat dinner together. I'm sure a lot of them at dinner, whatever the hell they're gonna do at nighttime. Yeah, and like you said, sometimes these things are nice, you know. You right, know? right. You know, um, everybody together for like six days, whatever it is, and um, you know, you build that bond. You know, some more of that bond. Because you know what, Jerry, you don't see that in training camps anymore. Remember when we were younger? You know, guy, they were up in. They were up in um, upstate, Albany. Uh, Albany. Uh, up in Albany for a month, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. was together. They were in the back. They were, they were everybody was in the you know sleeping together in the barracks, whatever the hell they call it, you know, yep. in dorms and all that stuff, you know. And that's all gone now. You know, everybody goes. Oh. Even when they were in uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, they stayed yeah, there. You know, sure. 
yeah, yeah. Everybody was in the everybody was in the dorms. They were all yep. you know all together for like a month. Or I think if I remember, it was like a month. Those training and, camps. And I and I like that. I like that coming off of a win like that. I like that that they're together, and you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's yeah. monumental task. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah, sure. we, Like I said, yeah, why we line them up and play them? Um, real quick on special teams, obviously, you know, I had no doubt that Cano was going to nail that, but uh, it was good to see Gary Brightwell make that play at the end of the game because, you know, I was sitting there talking about the 2021 draft and Ojolari is not playing, Aaron Robinson's not playing, Kadarius Tony. I'm like, man, that Ellerson Smith's off the team for Darius. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that draft. And then Gary Brightwell makes that play. I'm like, all right, all right, we still got, we still have a player <laughs> from that. Thank God. So. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's why Gary's on the team. Yeah, you know, of course, the specials, and he made a big play yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's why he's there. That's why yeah. he's there. You know, if he couldn't play special teams, he, you know, he would not be on his roster probably. So, yeah, but it, look, they're gonna have to go into this four nine game probably with Matt Breida and him, and the kid Gray. We'll see if the kid Gray gets involved a little bit. You know? Did he make you nervous at all in that one punt? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. When he started coming forward like that, because to be honest with you. Um, I seen him drop a few of those in training camp and in practices, you know, well, it's sooner or later. And, and, <laughs> I, and I tell you, man, when he started coming forward, I was just put my, I was like mm. this. I just put my hand on my eyes. Like, oh, oh, but the kid made a hell of a play, man. You know? So there's a clip of Parcells when he coached the jets telling, I think it was Diedrich Ward. You're reaching, you're reaching. You got lucky. And that's what I thought, you know, because you got to be like a center fielder. He said, you got to get under it. You got to be like Willie Mays, get under it, let it fall into your chest. And he was reaching and I just thought, oh, no. Oh, God. And then I thought of yeah. what you said. Like, you struggle a little bit in punt returns. I'm like, oh, man, here it comes. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, you think they'll uh, you think they'll give him a shot at running back at all Thursday night by default just because he's the, the third? I don't know who will be behind Breida. I would imagine – if Saquon can't go, which we don't expect him, right? I would right, imagine right, right. it would be Brightwell. Okay. But I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. You know, um, right. I, between me and you, mm-hmm. I hope it is Gray. Yeah. I like the way he runs. I hope it is Eric. Coming yeah, from up. a running standpoint, he brings more to the table. Yeah. I, I, I hope it is Gray behind Breida. Yeah. Thursday night, you know? Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll have to see how that plays out. All right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. We're going to get into the 49er game now. We're listening to the Giant and Giant. Oh, my God. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. <laughs> Hang on one second. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz. Biz Ignano. Still excited from yesterday, Chris. All right. Um, <laughs> monumental, buddy. Monumental. Strong on both sides of the ball, especially up front. Mm. Um, they have a quarterback who doesn't really make mistakes. Oh. A dynamic running back and weapons everywhere. So, um, oh, other than that, <laughs> it's almost like a yeah. Other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they're real good. They're real yeah. good team. Defense is real good. Uh, Rams moved the ball on yesterday. Gave they, they a lot of receiver at that rookie kid. Fifteen catches and all that stuff. Uh, but the nine is going home first game. Um, mm. They'll be pumped up. Look, Brock Purdy, he just does what Shanahan wants. He's he's accurate. You know, yep. he gets out of the pocket when he has to. Yep. Yeah, it's also those two hundred plus yards. That's what Kyle wants. You know, he wants to run the ball. McCaffrey gets Debo the ball. Debo and Brandon I both will run the ball on Jets. Yeah. Dynamic receivers. The mm. tight end's pretty good, but George Kittle hasn't really broke out yet in the first two games. Probably will Thursday night against the Giants. 
Yep. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, what can you say? You know, Bosa uh, might be the best pass rusher in the game. Um, the defensive line is really deep. Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the game. Dre Greenlaw is one of the most underrated linebackers in the game. Yes, he is. Um, yep. Yeah, and the back end um, is where you maybe could get him a little bit. Ward's really good, but maybe Lenore a little bit. The safeties, Gibson and stuff. And and they got a, a Troy Palamol imitation type guy, Hufanga back yeah. there. Um, so what can I say? Those fans are going to be jacked. Their first home game. It's a monumental task, man. Especially without uh, Barkley. Oh my god. Yeah, and and probably Thomas. And probably Hooker, yeah, Mark. yeah, maybe Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're Mike Kafka, all right, the so Mike Kafka has been demoted and Chris Bisignano has been promoted. How how would you attack them? Well, you know, if Saquon was playing, I would have said, oh, but he's not. Looks like. How would I attack him? Wow, Jerry, I guess. Even with Breida, attacking with Walla, that's how I would t- I would make Walla the number one focal point. Okay. Try to get the run game going a little bit, and try to hit him with some shots that keep those animals up front to slow him down. You got to, you, you know? got to, you got to. This is a, this is a game where you got to take a shot to high, quick just hits. To stretch the field a bit too. Yeah, try to get the quick hits, and then try to like uh, like they did, you know, Sunday, and then come out and try to get some big, big, big chunky plays. Easier said than done, man. Because if they're not blocking him up front, front, forget about that. Try to establish Roman Breeder and Brightwell and or Gray, whoever they're going to go with. And Darren Waller to me, and maybe even Bellinger, right? Who's been pretty yeah. quiet. Get those, make it like a tight end offense. Try to get those two two tight ends heavily involved. Try to match them up against, get with it. You know, even guys like Fred Warner could cover Greenlaw. Yeah, just a difficult team, man. So. Yeah. And then uh, look, defensively, um, they have a really good, they, you know, their offensive line's good, man. Uh, they're, they're loaded up front. Um, you know, they have, they have weapons in the receiving game. Like you said, Kittle and it, like if you struggle with Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz is seemingly been killing us for 30 years now, um, you, you're getting a guy in Kittle who's one of the best in the NFL. And like you said, the first two games, I know this because of course I have him in fantasy. He hasn't done much, <clears throat> but this could be his breakout week. Um, he's a good blocker. He can get down the field. He's athletic. It's ridiculous. And then, you know, a yuck, right. Or a yuck. I don't want to butcher his name. Um, and Debo Samuel's been, you know, he's, he's had a, uh, you know, he's been okay. He's kind of coming back. And I think they criticized for being a little overweight. That was kind of his issue last year. Um, but still, still a weapon, man. Um, I keep thinking about these, these rookie corners. Again, we keep talking about baptism under fire. Like this is another week where, you know, these guys are learning a lot early and it's kind of good to get these games out of the way because, you know, the competition, it's not the same every week where you have, you know, a team like the Cowboys and the 49ers, of course, you have the Eagles twice later, Dallas again. But, you know, I, I kind of like that they're they're getting this early. Um, the look a look at a lot of these mm. superior players in the NFL. It's only going to be good for them, but could be a little painful. But you know, that's why we play them, like you said. Yeah, and look, they got Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good himself. I mean, two one. He has. I almost two, forgot about McCaffrey. Yeah, you know that. You know, they have two one hundred yard games. He has two one hundred one hundred yard games already. Yeah. Catches the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. You know, just incredible. Just an incredible running back. Um, so you have to account for him. And then obviously the two receivers, Kittle, you know, Purdy's playing really well. So, look, if I if you say, hey, Chris, what do you think? Any weak spots yet? Well, the one I, that I have my eye on a little bit is that they have a new right tackle. 
and he got lit up pretty bad by TJ Watt, although a lot of guys do, but, but yeah, he right, got right, beat right. pretty bad by TJ Watt. Right. Not sure how he did yesterday. Um, but you know, they lost McGlinchey, you know your name guy, to uh, to Denver. <laughs> right. And they got uh their new guy out right tackle. Uh, I guess if you look at it, you know, the rest of the line's pretty good. They got one of the best left tackles in the game with Trent Williams. Yeah, he is. And again, another guy who's been around forever. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to slow down, right? Nope. Um, nope. So I guess if one thing, maybe maybe Tibbs could win some one-on-one battles there. Um, I'm just folks. I'm just trying to find a weakness here, you know, <laughs> grasping um, at straws. But it is yeah, what I'm trying to find a weakness. So maybe the Giants could exploit that, and maybe Tibbs could make some plays. You know, Tibbs always loves the primetime games. I know he said, although he was quiet against Dallas, but the last year against Washington, I think it was that a Thursday night game when he went off. Jerry was that a Sunday night game? It was a Sunday night game, I think. Yeah, I think it was. A, I think you're right. I think it was a Sunday night game. So you hope Tibbs in the spotlight has one of those games, forces a few fumbles. They're going to have to win a turnover battle probably by about three. Uh, not one, not two, probably three in this one to have a chance of an upset. You know, It'd be nice if they could make Purdy uncomfortable because he doesn't – the only time I saw him uncomfortable was when they played Philly, and then, of course, he got hurt. But he just seems like he has a, a long, uh, you know, he has all day, right? And and, and in, his, in, you know, in his defense, he also gets rid of the ball quickly. So on, on – a lot of times on plays where he's not getting rid of the ball quickly, he has all day, right? So it's like six and one, half a dozen the other. But it would be nice to see him get a little uncomfortable just to yeah. see how he reacts to it. Because you really haven't seen much that from him, really. Other than the Eagle game. But again, he was hurt so quickly. It was like, okay, well, yeah. now they have no shot. But Yeah, yeah. I would like to have seen him play 60 minutes a full, right. a healthy right. uh, Brock Purdy against the Eagles that game. Yeah. Um. Uh, so well, the guy hasn't lost a regular season game yet. He came in last year. I think he won six or seven in a row. I think he's won yep. two this year. Yeah. Um, you know, when it, they won a lot of games when Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo was there, right? Yes. With Shanahan. But you just, Garoppolo, yes. you just knew that stupid throw was coming. Yep. You just knew. Like he did it yesterday against the Bills. I was like, well, there's Jimmy G for you. Yes. Wins a lot of games, but there you go. Yeah. You know, um, Brock Purdy's not doing that. No, not at all. So far. Very careful with the ball. So far. He's not. Yep. You don't look at Purdy and go, well, he's going to throw that one dumb ball like Garoppolo does, you know. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, quite a tap. Maybe the Giants could force him, get some, try to get some heat on him, and maybe maybe you'll see Thursday night. It's the only chance the Giants really have. The defense is going to have to probably, you know, win this game with some turnovers. Defensive touchdown, get a couple of turnovers, set up the offense. Um, because the 49ers defense is pretty good. I don't expect the Giants offense to get 400-plus yards this week, you know, so. Especially without Barkley, Jerry. Yeah. You know, don't forget, Barkley isn't playing. I mean, unless there's some kind of miracle. I shouldn't say miracle, but unless something drastically changes. The next it would be days. pretty close to a miracle for me. I don't in expect my Barkley. You know, yeah. Unless it's a low ankle sprain and he feels much better today. I don't know. I don't. That's not what I'm hearing. We'll see. All right. Um, so what's your prediction? Because we got it. Look, we'll do our picks Friday, guys, on the on the post, post-Giants Niners yeah. uh, podcast. For the rest of the, the league, but um, what do you, what's your prediction yeah. for Thursday? I just think it's too much of a task. You know, I really do. I like the Niners like in a 30 to 14 game, 30 to 17 game, right around there. I just think it's too much. I think the Niners playing their first home game, going really jacked up. Uh, this is a team that feels if they would have had a healthy Brock Purdy, would have beat the Eagles, would have went to the Super Bowl, and then beat totally. the Chiefs. This is the way they felt last year. But, yeah. of course, the Eagles whipped up on them at the injuries or whatever. Um, but this team feels they're going to go. Um, I have them going. I have them beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean it's happening. You know, I'm, I'm just saying I think they're really good squads. I just think it's too much for the Giants to ask on a short week. No Barkley. Maybe no Andrew Thomas. 
Uh, these are different. This is a different animal up front, Jerry, this week with the 49ers, man. Uh, so I like the fast linebackers fast. I like them. I like the Niners in a pretty convincing fashion. Yeah, I think the spread is 10. I agree with you. I think they'll cover, and I think it'll be like 34-17 only because, like, the Giants score a garbage late touchdown. I just – it's too much for the Giants to handle. But it would be nice to see them play close, like I said, and yeah. then yeah. and then you, you feel a little better about the rest of the season. Like, I'm not going to you – know, and, and look, everybody's very doom and gloom very early, and I get it when you go down 20 nothing and then 28-7. <laughs> I, I completely understand, but it's a long season. So – the, the way everyone was schizophrenic yesterday, you can't be that way Thursday because you have to go in thinking we are facing a far superior team, one of the best in the NFL, and it's probably not going to turn out in our favor. So it is what it is. If you can hang with them a bit, I would be happy about that. And then look, and then then the season's on after that. You're one and two, like to be two and one, but after seeing the how talented Dallas is, uh, one and two is it is what it is. So I, I'm with you. 34-17 only because of a late touchdown, but just too much to handle, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I so, agree. all right, anything else, bud? Uh, no, that's it. that's it. Cool. All right, guys, like you said, we'll be back Friday. Um, we'll give you the uh, the post-game podcast, and then we'll be back again the following week to do the uh, to do the preview of the Seattle Monday night game. And like Chris said, maybe we'll have a guest on for that one. All right, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, buddy.